Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. El drama de los impuestos ya empezó. Ya no, porque Boost Mobile te da gratis un Samsung Galaxy A23 5G cuando te cambias y con el poder de las redes 5G más grandes del país. No más drama, ¿qué será de mí? Cámbiate a Boost y llévate un Samsung Galaxy A23 5G gratis. Oferta por tiempo limitado, solo nuevos clientes disponible en ciertas redes. El servicio 5G no está disponible en todas partes. Un dispositivo por línea excluye impuestos, aplican restricciones adicionales. Visita una tienda para detalles. Hello, hello, listener. Welcome to this gameplay podcast. We've got hashtag United's Tom Stokes on to talk to us about his 442 champs mentality, finishing his controller settings and camera settings, and plenty more besides that, too. I'm your host, Ben, and this is the Foot Weekly podcast out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from, and made possible by the Foot Weekly patron supporters. A quick pointer that there has been a patch confirmed already out on PC and on Stadia, but coming to consoles probably next week, it will have a buff or improvement to goalkeepers saving high finesse shots from outside the box particularly and inside the box keepers are going to be less effective at saving shots that go into the corners so probably finesse shots in the box will be more effective there are also improvements to dribbling there were some errors within dribbling seemingly which made it less consistent and there's actually just a load of other stuff this is the first patch so there's always quite a lot that gets patched or fixed because the game gets submitted seemingly to PlayStation, Xbox, etc. quite early and they need to add in all those fixes. So plenty out there if you want to go check that out in title update number one. For now though, let's jump into this pod. Hello, hello. It's week three. It's a gameplay podcast and with me we have Air Japes FIFA YouTube legend and someone who's having a pretty good time on FIFA apparently. Yeah, that's right, Ben. I uh, managed to take the Foot champs playoffs by storm, rip off an eight and zero, and got nothing from my packs. But you know, mm. uh, it was good to boost my confidence in general. Mm, fair enough. I didn't know you'd need a confidence boost, but good to know you're a FIFA mortal too, eh? You know, I think you you don't know exactly where you're gonna uh, start the year. Like, I think this year more than ever, with like the mentality that I've taken going in, I like wasn't quite sure how I'd stack up. I I had some good results against some NA pros already, and so I thought I might have some success in champs, but uh, mm. things went according to plan. 
good to hear. And we also have esports commentator, World Cup final commentator, Richard Buckley with us. Also a very committed foot player, as you'd expect. Good to have you back on, as it always is. Uh, how are we doing? I'm, I'm doing very well, thank you, Ben. I've uh, also had a rather large injection of coins into the club over the weekend. Oh, you doing that sponsored event, which loads of streamers were doing with loads wow, of yeah. I was points. indeed, thanks to... Uh, Thanks to <laughs> friends at Rush.gg. Shout out for my 360,000 FIFA points. 360,000 FIFA points. Wow. I was hosting that over the weekend. So. What was the best card that you got? I think that's what everybody wants to know off the top. M- me personally, I got yeah, Mbappe you. on Friday. Ooh, spicy. All right. That's good. Um, yeah. But there was a. Um, I, I think the big. Obviously, I'll, we'll say it now because it's a gameplay. Um, I think the big sort of redeeming sort of points that we all came back to was I think there were over four and a half million FIFA points spent from all the content creators over the weekend. No one packed Messi. No one packed Neymar. There was two one to watch Ronaldo's and I think like four icons and like five heroes packed. It was just a like a ludicrously wow. low amount of unbelievable stuff packed, which you expect with that many FIFA points spent to get some ridiculous stuff. But I've got Large injection of coins. I'm looking forward to spending it, basically. <laughs> yeah, maybe Tom will give you a few pointers on where mm-hmm. to spend it. Um, so yeah, as I said, we do have Tom Stokes, a pro player for Hashtag United and a former FIFA Global Series Playoffs winner. I think that's correct. Tom Stokes, hello, welcome. Yeah, that is correct. Thank you. Good and good to have you on. Uh, the thing that we're going to start with, just very briefly, we'll be talking about gameplay tips, what we focus on always in no time at all. But big change to the competitive scene coming, which will affect you, of course, Tom. And that is the switch to 2v2, which actually may interest some of our listeners more in the competitive scene than it perhaps did in the past. And we'll talk about that in a sec. But first of all, Tom, on a personal level, someone competing in this, are you looking forward yeah. to it? Yeah, uh, well, to be honest, I've, I've wanted something like this for quite a while. I think playing by yourself is... is- it depends what sort of character you are. If you if you prefer to trust yourself and you don't want to like rely on somebody else, you, you can. I'm guessing you can be a little bit annoyed. But me personally, the whole aspect of winning winning as a team, winning as with someone else, is, is I think mm. it'll be a whole new feeling. And I'm actually looking forward to it. Yeah, obviously, I'm with Shuri now at hashtag, and we get on well. I think we can um, we can play a lot together, like learn a lot together, and hopefully, if the I think a lot of the thing about two v two, it's not always about how skillful you are, it's about how, what sort of wavelength you are on with your partner. And, mm we can get into the right sort of um, that sort of frame of mind and where, where we're doing sync, things in sync and we know exactly what we want to do, then yeah, I think we can, um, we can have, really, have a really good uh, year with it. Yeah, that's great. And Richard, of course, you've commentated on so, so many competitive events over the years. And I think you've said to me before that this is something you wanted to see happen. I mean, it is great to see it. No, 100%. I think the, the element of 2v2, not only is it more interesting to watch and more interesting to play for the players, but I think it will drastically improve punters, fans, um, viewers, entertainment levels because uh, I'm sure as Stokes knows, it's sort of unusual to support a individual. Mm. It, the football you support teams, you, you you don't support Scott McTominay or Paul Pogba. You support Manchester United, so. I think you'll definitely get more loyalty. You'll get you'll get more rivalry as well between teams. And as well, let's not forget, obviously, it's 2v2 throughout the majority, but 
I think in um, July, towards like the back end of the year, there is also still a 1v1 playoff as well. So mm. th there is that uh, sort of rooted history of FIFA as a 1v1 still in there towards the back end of the season, but the majority throughout will be 2v2. I think this, I think it's going to be a good year for, mm. for FIFA Esports. Yeah, I'm excited to see what happens. Actually, I've you know never been a close follower of it, partly for the reasons I think you mentioned, but also because, Japes, I feel like... I don't play in it. Yeah, well, yeah, if you played in it, I'd be watching constantly. <laughs> but no, uh, what I was saying was there is now almost more skill because rather than you and 10 players you don't control, it's you, as in the pro player, and another player controlling players too. So there's just more human skill involved, I would say. Yeah, I mean, you're, any Ben, we've talked about this before. I think in like the purest form of like pure esports, there would be limited to no AI intervention, which is 11 v mm -hmm. 11 pro clubs. Any yeah. step getting closer to that is a good one. So I think this is great. I'm really excited about it. Well, yeah, and hopefully it means more development resources for co-op within foot. And that'd be great to see. It is worth noting, actually, about this time last cycle, I think we realized that a lot of objectives didn't complete while playing co-op, but now they actually do. So whereas last year, this time, it didn't make sense to play co-op because you weren't getting the objectives done you wanted to do. This year, actually, it's probably better to be doing co-op where you can because you can get things like crosses completed more easily, potentially, and uh, do those types of things uh, in a way that's more efficient. So that makes a lot of sense, as well as using other people's players to do your objectives if you don't have that player that you need, which could work quite well. Anyway, let's move into some proper gameplay tips and pointers. I know, Japes, you had a lot of fun over the weekend with the False Nine, which you posted about on Twitter. People can find the tactics there and in the tactics bank as well. I've also been using the False Nine. We might talk about that in a sec. But first of all, I know, Tom, you have put out a very informative video on YouTube about the 442 people might want to look at. And that's not something that I don't think anyone who's been on the pod has used yet. So it'd be interesting to hear from you what you like about it. I mean, I know it's one of the more standard formations, perhaps, but it's certainly an interesting tactic because also I noticed you didn't have the center mids on stay back, which is somewhat rare, right? Yeah. Uh, this is the formation I've been and tactics I've been running since the start. I don't know. I stumbled across something I liked really early, which is which is always good. And uh, with that, with the four four two, the the key things I love about it are the the fact that you can completely squeeze your opposition, and and by that I mean you can get right up into their into their um just above the halfway line, and you can sit there, and they can't really. There's not really many many places to pass into, and especially against the lower tier players. Uh, I'll take the ball off them like many, many, many times with the midfield because they're trying to force a pass into it's 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 got, it's got like a nice shell and you can't put balls through without thinking or dribbling or doing something like a bit out of the ordinary, which is uh, really good. And mm. obviously, offensively as well, it takes a bit, a bit of getting used to. I can't lie because I've uh, never really used the formation before this FIFA. But oh, okay, yeah. what I do a lot of the time is I get the ball uh, to my to my right mid, left mid, and just. Work my way up the wing slowly. If, if it's blocked off, I go to the other wing, like you said, with a with a uh, switching play, and eventually just work a pass for into the middle into the strikers, which is obviously the danger area. And yeah, that's that's uh, how I've worked my four four two. However, the the thing you said about the balance thing, I, I get it, but I think some of you will have um, definitely noticed that on this FIFA, your your team seems to clam up and go into quite a defensive shell like, automatically, no, no matter what what. Uh, tactics you use and that's definitely a case with a 4-4-2 as well like 
although they don't they're not they haven't been put on a stay back while attacking they they do act like they have been on defense and they're mm. always in a good position to uh cut stuff out so it's kind of like the best of both worlds really i have them offensively they they, they they're balanced so they obviously come up the pitch and help but at the same time they they do actually still defend in a really nice way so i haven't felt like stay back while attacking is necessary but i do have that on the left back and right back which i think is the um it's the norm for a lot of people these days. Well, yeah, and if people are listening to this uh, and wondering the you know full instructions, tactics, do check out Tom's video. Just search Tom Stokes. I'm assuming you probably sure. Yeah, yeah, it should YouTube. be. Yeah, people search Stokes FIFA, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and what I was actually going to ask about it is you were saying you know you don't play the four four two normally uh, or haven't in past Fifas, but I guess one thing with the new kind of team shape, hyper motion thing, I have noticed that the movement of the players kind of in tandem is definitely is more solid and yeah. the, the wide players in the 4-4-2 actually do kind of get into a better defensive position I felt like one of the reasons why I didn't like using it in the past was because the left mid and right mid often just didn't really want to kind of tuck in and form a form the two banks of four which is what you kind of associate the, yeah. the 4-4-2 with I mean I, I, to be honest I don't see it as a positive what 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 they've done with it how they've, yeah, how they've yeah, made fair, the, yeah. um, the, the, the formation approach but at the same time it does make the formation like so that much more powerful. So yeah, that's why I've been a four four two this year. Here's the question that I think I have. So I struggle against four four two players that play like a pretty quick transition, maybe like a fast build up or something like that. Yeah. As someone who's playing like a lot of four four two, what types of tactics do you find are the most frustrating for you to play against, or or, or how do you? like especially when you're attacking yeah. i know it's a it's an incredibly balanced formation right so you should always be able to find an opportunity more or less but i'm curious when you see a certain formation perhaps come up and you're like oh man i really don't want to play against yeah. this well the, the formation that i always clash with and I'm, i always know straight away just from like how the game goes that is four two three one, and obviously that's that's been a very that's been a great formation for years and years now i think when I went, the the issue with it is, is it's kind of a thing where it's, it's it's a complete counter. Obviously, they have the two DMs sitting in front of your two center mids that you have. They have their lamb and ram who actually come back on this. Well, maybe they don't come back, but people can instruct them to come back and track your wingers. So you always there's this when you when you play against a narrow formation, for example, there's always the exploit of the wings or or, or just a general exploit of um. Having more numbers on in a certain area, but with the four-two-three-one, it's such a good matchup where you don't have any space to really operate. And on this game as well, the way the boxes seem to get quite packed with um, defenders, it's really difficult to score goals. And I find myself in a lot of them sort of stalemates where um, I just can't score and they can't score either. But the thing about what you said about the fast transitions is that's that sometimes can be the key when. Um, you turn over the ball in a good position and then your your right mid and left mid are already moving up, so your strikers. So I guess with the key, the key sometimes to playing people like that is just to get get out early and don't let them settle into a shape and try and try and like attack as quickly as possible with the um with the driven uh driven passes, obviously R one and uh, X or R B and A, they're they're really, really effective and that's that's how I get a lot of my goals when I come up against that formation. <laughs> Tom, 
when you decide to make the switch to a variant of the 433, you can put your CDM on man mark and completely take the attacking mid out of the game. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> it's It's been like a low-key thing you could do for years, and it works incredibly well against the 4231. I remember the moment that Marcus Goyim said it to you on the pod, and you were like, oh my god. Oh, it, like, it was just like a light bulb moment for me, and I started playing players like Conte, a DM, and you know people would use Neymar, and Neymar just becomes a ghost. And when you don't have... Like when you can take that attacking mid out of the game in that four two three one, it becomes like not that challenging of a no, formation to play against. True. Yeah. yeah. So what the counter to a four two three one is kind of a, just a formation with a central defensive midfielder, I guess. It's worked for me. Yeah. I like same thing with like a four one four one. If you like having the you know kind of set up across there, that DM just sort of marks the attacking mid like out of the match it's especially if you use like a short quick version or you know like one of the smaller quicker guys yeah it makes sense i wanted to go back to tom the 442 one of the things i noticed is you had getting behind on the strikers i assume that's it seemed like you were saying more to create the space in front of the defense for your midfielders who are you know very Mm -hmm. good on the ball um, pogba and bruno to to do their work in that space i guess yeah so uh, the way i see it is that it's good but it's not good for permanently, but it's good for 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 like a a certain period of time. And obviously, on this game, they have the, they had that thing where the centre backs track the runs for a long, long time. And you can you can see sometimes a scenario where you've got two centre backs really far back, really deep, and the rest of the team isn't kind of ready for it. Mm. And that's that's why I I like it. It's not it's not because I want them to be back there because them being back there is horrible to to break down. It's just that. While there's like a confusion or where they're all coming back into their um into their actual positions, you can exploit a lot of them gaps. There's there's a lot of the times where your wingers will be in 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 behind and you you don't have to worry about offsides or you can even you can even just do a long pass right up to your strikers and, and enjoy like a two v two um situation because because the for, the shape of the formation is so messed up and that's why I like it. I, like like you said, when they do get back and people hate it, I'm with you. I, I do hate it as well. It's just me getting into that um situation. Like just to take advantage quickly is is why I do it. Yeah, yeah, and I guess opening up that space gives you opportunity for shots from distance, which are you know pretty strong. So makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Great. Well, yeah, do check out Tom Stokes FIFA on YouTube for that full tactic. And Japes, uh, people will be interested to hear about the false nine. You put the full tactics on Twitter at uh, Japes if people want to try them themselves. And we'll be putting in the Discord tactic bank too. Um, what are your yeah thoughts on that? How have you found it? What would you say to people giving it a try? What was the idea there? Ben, you'll know I started and was having the most success playing a 4-4-1-1 set up on like, what was it? Fast buildup, direct passing. So a pretty counter heavy style. And I tried to apply those tactics directly to the 4-3-3 and didn't really like it. And so what I would say is the first bit of, I guess, advice is if you're playing a 433 variation i think the forward runs uh chance creation tactic is by far the best one to use it makes your wingers actually make those like darting runs to the end lines you can you know cut it back or they can take a shot and especially playing you know a false nine setup with a center forward rather than a striker it gives them you know more room in behind to kind of make those forward runs so that would be one i think direct passing is still a super super strong tactic especially if you're playing more of a narrow formation you know it could be a four two three one four triple two is maybe better with forward runs though once you get those oh i guess four two three one as well depending which one you play those why any anytime you want to get the wide players more involved just use forward runs that would be the advice but 
I switched to slow build up and I found slow build up like actually didn't even feel that slow. Hmm. If that makes sense. Like I, I you can play it slower, but it didn't feel like you really had to play it slower if you didn't want to. So that's been good. And then uh, I use pressure on heavy touch, 45 width, 70 depth. So nothing really too crazy there. 70 width, five players get in the ball. Like it's pretty balanced, right? And for me, just yeah, some standard left wing, right wing, cut inside, get in behind. My LCM, star of the show for me is my LCM. I went out and I picked up, Ben, I talked about it before. I was going to go out and pick up Drogba. Mm. I did not pick up Drogba. I thought about it. And then all of a sudden, this beautiful Brazilian man with flowing curly locks popped across my screen for a price that I couldn't resist. And so I picked up the 88 Socrates and he has been an absolute game changer for me. He Mm -hmm. is so good. Like so, so good. Very, very dominant feeling um, this year for me. So using him as my LCM on get forward and free roam and Benzema doesn't have great stamina. So Benzema will get tired and oftentimes I just put Socrates in at center forward to see the game out. And he's fantastic there as well. So maybe he'll make the transition all the way up at some point. I don't know. I use my RCM. Uh, he's pretty balanced, except stay on the edge for crosses because he's kind of a support CDM. And then CDM, I use Frankie de Jong on stay back cover center, but I use him on free roam, which I think helps a ton in possession. I'd be reluctant to do it if I didn't, if I used kind of a DM that was more of just a ball winner and not, you know, didn't have a high passing stat, but really enjoyed the high passing stat. It allows me to transition quickly from one side of the pitch to the other. And he always seems to pop up where I need him to in possession. Mm, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Interestingly, Tom, in your 442, you're using quite attacking players in sense of mid spots. You don't really have like a, a dedicated DM, do you? It was like Pogba and Bruno. Is that more no, of a Ken yeah. thing? Or, or do you think, I guess also, you know, well, you're in the elite division now, but I guess maybe a lot mm. of the time you were playing players who, well, I guess you're generally playing players who are who are kind of inferior ability-wise. So I guess having attacking players is going to be an advantage. But I'll be honest, it was. Uh, I think it's because of when I started playing, it was uh, it was it was hectic all the way because I pretty much was um, grinding from the minute the game obviously early access dropped. So uh, it was it wasn't I didn't play that many bad people, but yeah. It, you'd be surprised how um, how good Pogba actually is uh, like in mm. defensive role, and Bruno Bruno chips in as well. I think I am missing something where I will event- upgrade eventually. I've I've noticed um, Kante seems absolutely incredible this year, so I think he might be one to go for. But yeah, uh, mm. it doesn't it doesn't cause me many problems defensively. No, uh, again, I think it's more the game rather than the players, but um, mm. they do they do quite a good job there in the middle. Interesting. Richard, what have you been doing as yourself in the midfield? Have you found that, you know, have you got a dedicated defensive midfielder? Because I've had um, Kessie for a long time now uh, with his shadow and he's just, yeah, just a bigger Kante, basically. I've been using the uh, the four three two one as as I always am. And my midfield at the moment is Pogba as the central player and then De Bruyne on the right and Goretzka on the left. And okay. I think not necessarily a, a specific like defensive player in there like a Kante or somebody but all three can do all the jobs a bit like Pogba or Bruno Fernandes Kevin De Bruyne like the I think the biggest thing for me this year all three of them can shoot from outside the box like the only reason I wouldn't necessarily take a Pogba a Kante is if the finesse shots are here to stay you don't necessarily want to be shooting with Kante rather than if you've got the option to take a De Bruyne or Goretzka or even a Paul Pogba in there. So mm. I've gone for 
more offensive, but still they're all physical, they're all big, they can all win interceptions in the middle of the pitch. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. We'll see how long finesse shots last as the meta. Um, but Tom, I'd be interested to hear from you, actually. We talked a lot about finishing, particularly inside the box, and how challenging that can be. What recommendations would you have for people in terms of finishing inside? I think the most success I've had is one or two options where um, you either go for it a large amount of power and, and height, so you, you shoot in almost... Not almost to miss, but roof of the net type thing, which isn't easy. I, I would I don't do that often, but that is quite a successful thing. The only, and the other one is I, what I do all the time is the the low drivens. I think if you can get it, if you can start learning the angles of um, low drivens, the keepers actually act a lot more realistic when you uh, low driven in the mm. box, and you'll you'll score more, when you're within like I'd say like eight yards. Uh, you'll see a lot more of your shots go in if you if you do a low driven. Uh, I don't time them. I'm sure I will eventually, but at the moment I'm just mm. it's not timing them, and they're very, very effective. Is it generally far post, or are you going near post as well? If you're facing towards the byline, so looking towards like the corner flags type deal, you'll want to go into um, into the near post. Okay, that's the, that's the kind of the angle you want to create. However, if you're going like if you're running in on goal and there's a shot, there's a shot angle across the goal. Then yeah, you'll finesse it. Uh, you'll um, load driven it across the bo- bottom corner, uh, far post, bottom corner like that. But generally, I think I prefer near post uh, mm. load drivens rather than far post. Okay, that makes sense. Are we uh, are we going to see the FIFA 19 Tom Stokes load driven <laughs> finesse come back? I've been trying them. It's just I don't know. The the keeper acts differently on load drivens than he does on load driven finesses. I don't know if it's part of the whole thing where finesses inside the box are also really bad. I don't know if that like the keepers are erecting like that but yeah at the moment they're not that good unfortunately but hmm. i think low drivens are going to be a big thing this year and i think i hope they stay in i do enjoy low drivens i think it's um quite a good thing to have i think they need to um they need to make the general b shots better but hmm. but low drivens do I, I enjoy that they're back in the game obviously they've been in and out of the game last few years obviously i think 18 they were featured very very heavily but hmm. yeah 20 and 21 i'm pretty sure no one ever really shot low drivens that much no, you're right. And I think it is more realistic, which is nice because it is a type of shot that's very effective in real life. Uh, let's move on to something, uh, I guess, more mentality related because people will be going into probably competitive finals that we'll see because a lot of people won't have reached it yet because of the way the playoff system works. And you'll have people entering the playoffs as well, maybe for the first time or to try and get in there in order to go straight into the finals. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to know from you, Tom, and I know it seems strange to us pros who maybe don't lose that much uh, about you know, how to cope with maybe some less good results. I mean, you should be able to quit and still get a point at least, so that'll make things feel a little bit better potentially, and you still get good rewards if you lose all your games. But what would you say to people who haven't been through a lot of uh, probably tense competitive FIFA situations over the years? Generally, I don't think people uh, really put enough um, stock into how important mentality is like i know it's an easier said than done but if you can approach your games without raging or tilting at little things you'll just have such better results and mm. um especially especially when things aren't going your way and and you're more you're, you're you're almost like i'd say 10 times more likely to make a comeback if you don't react and keep like muttering and you know all, all that stuff and raging and just giving up mentally like it's such a uh, crazy thing like how 
effective staying positive and just focusing completely on the game it is and uh that that improves so many people's results if they can manage to do that mm. yeah that's a good point the thing that i was there as well is using your pauses to kind of like as a break almost if you're getting wound up yeah. can be quite good and the other thing i wanted to remind people actually we haven't spoken about it so far is actually having some all right subs on the bench you know people might be playing rivals not going into extra time at the moment and if you go into the finals and obviously in the playoffs too they can go into extra time so do make sure you have you know good subs there to, to yeah play i think it's a good yeah. point richard bit of advice from you then before we wrap up i i think a couple of things firstly i'm intrigued to see what the competition level is going to be like in champs yeah, it's gonna be tough don't become disheartened if you are losing four five six games in champs because it is much harder than it was definitely last year yeah to qualify and to get in there so don't don't go into it expecting your fifa 21 sort of um champs record or champs results to reflect this year just go in and try and enjoy it as much as possible yeah exactly and also worth highlighting you know that is your 10th game of weekend league or the equivalent when you go into your first game of finals because of the playoffs being there one thing i wanted to mention because i've seen a lot of people in the supporter discord mentioning this that they've had you know struggling playoffs and then because of conversations in the discord have realized that their connection wasn't as good as it could be or they've had some issues or something like that so a reminder to check your connection going into any big games of fifa or just generally really i mean there are lots of things people can do many of them very small which will make a really significant difference and if you want to know more about that then there is an excellent foot information connection special podcast where I chat to a server and connection expert about how to get the best out of your connection. I know it's already made a huge difference to people's gameplay experience. So do go check that out. You can just search on Google Foot Weekly Connection Special. It will come up. Go through to Patreon and actually you can also enter the 24,000 FIFA point giveaway this month. And if you're not a supporter, then it's not too late. You can enter that, support the pod, get an extra podcast every week, including that one I was just talking about over on that Patreon. And just go to bit.ly slash podpoints22. There'll be a link in the description and you can also search for weekly patron. Right, let's take a break and we'll be back with pro controller settings and camera settings. In this break, a chance for me to tell you about LinkedIn. Today, many small business owners are busier than ever. Time spent searching for and interviewing candidates can take time away from managing and growing a business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has made it easier to get the candidates worth interviewing faster. And it's free. Having been involved in hiring various small businesses over the years, I can't understate how effective and helpful this would have been and how easy it is to use as well. If you'd like to give it a go, create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network with over 30 million people in the UK. Focus on candidates with the skills and experience you need. Use screening options to get your role in front of only the most qualified people then use the simple tools on LinkedIn Jobs to quickly filter and prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates worth interviewing faster and you can post a job for free. Just visit linkedin.com forward slash foot. Again, that's linkedin.com forward slash F-U-T to post a job for free. Right, let's get back into the pod. So starting off, Part two, I think, Japes, you had a question on controller settings to start us off. Yes, Tom, on the topic of competitive settings, with the, you know, what's supposed to be like more manual control of through balls and, you know, blah, 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 all the other stuff. Have you as a pro player actually noticed the change? Uh, well, I believe this this setting was only brought in for one reason, and that's because um, 
last year there was quite a lot of drama with the use of this thing called a uh, contextual agile dribbling, which uh, you might you might see it here. A friend about it's called we call it CAD, obviously to short for short. But um, with, with with that contextual agile dribbling last year in the box, I think automatic setting was everyone had it on. So I'm sure any, anyone would have would have played with it. And uh, so in the box or wherever really the game sometimes decides to take a touch for you and naturally this touch is very very good it's like it's it's like a specific r1 dribble or rb dribble whatever console you use and well there was a lot of pros that learned very quickly how to master that and how to manipulate it and give yourself almost a free shot a lot of the time and we um had some complaints for a long time with ea it's just we don't think that's a competitive thing you know we think that you should be in complete control of your movements the game shouldn't be assisting stuff like that and they they are they asked us do you, what do you think about the idea of having specific settings which will um make the game more competitive and we all thought that's a good idea i think with the other stuff they've they've brought all that especially manual jockey that wasn't one i didn't see asked for but i actually quite like it because it obviously it requires more skill more um more user input and the other stuff, I'm not too sure. I haven't noticed anything about shots or flares or clearances, but contextual agile dribbling is the key one. And jock, obviously jockeying is something to get used to because you, you, are, you are more liable to like lunge past a player or move past a player if you're not really paying attention. Whereas on previous FIFAs, the game was caught, would sort of sit you in front of the, uh, the striker or whoever it was in the box and you'd be able to uh, get blocks off a lot easier. So I think in general, very, very, very good for the uh, competitive uh, integrity. So yeah, I was really happy to see that in the game. Yeah, and we should actually, we're going to go through these controller settings. It would probably make sense actually if you're listening to this, you've got your console in front of you to pull up the controller settings and go through it because we're going to hear Tom's settings. And the first thing to say on the competitive master switch is that if you're playing offline matches, squad battles, etc., the competitive master switch is probably off. And so you may actually be using different settings online to you're using offline, which obviously isn't very helpful for learning how to play online. And you may want to turn the competitive master switch on in your controller settings. So the stuff that is affected by competitive master switch, contextual agile dribbling, as Tom was mentioning, off, auto clearances, off, auto flare pass, off, auto shots, off, assisted headers, off, which was the same last year, Jockey manual, which was also mentioned. A tip actually I've heard around that is to use the just L2 or LT jockey, not the sprint jockey, which is where you hold sprint as well. So you get more control over your movements and particularly with centre-backs in the box, it works pretty well. But on to the next one, and this is something that's always been the case, defending, tactical defending. And then we move on to the ones that actually can be changed. And we start with time finishing. We've already talked about how this is important in FIFA 22. And it should really be on now. So, Tom, I'm assuming you definitely will have that on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, with the, with the shooting, it's kind of needed this year, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's quite an obvious one. I mean, Japes and Richard do interject if yours are any different to what we're saying here. But the next one would be next player switch indicator, just a visual thing. I think most people will have that on. I certainly do. And then pass block assistance. It's not recommended at all, but some people have it off because they don't like the fact that the player suddenly does an animation and tries to stick a leg out. but a real disadvantage on interceptions and things. I think you have to have it on, right, Tom? I mean, yeah, naturally, that that's just a little, yeah. little helpful, helpful AI. Yeah, but we, we have it on, yeah. Nice, yeah. Then the next one is important one, I would say. That's auto-switching. And I think the default is automatic, 
which just isn't good at all for defending and switching player. But because it can be pretty hard to judge air balls and loose balls, I think you do want it on air balls and loose balls. So you get the auto switch for that. Is that what you have, Tom? Yeah, that's the same with me. Yeah. Uh, Richard and Japes, any differences there? No, exactly nope. the same. Nice. Okay, let's move on to the other part of this, which is auto switching move assistance. And this is an important one, actually, because you can have it on none, you can have it on low, and you can have it on high. The thing is, though, when you have it on none, basically whatever input you're doing, when you get auto switch to the player who might be chasing back for a through ball on an air ball switch, for example, your input, if it's not in the direction that the ball is traveling, is going to kill that run and potentially cause them to stop running towards the ball. I've seen multiple clips of people having this where you might set it to none because you think you're going to be perfectly controlling that player and taking them to chase the through ball. But actually, when the switch happens, often you're not quite ready for it. And that few seconds can cause that run to be broken by your controller input. So having that tolerance on low, for me, that's what I have. And I think that's the best option for most players. But what do you have this on, Tom? Yeah, uh, I have it on low as well, but a lot of pros have none. I guess it depends what you're after, really. But I, I like you think sometimes that you can be in a situation where the game not not messes you up, but sometimes you might not be able to switch to the guy. I don't think uh, switching it is as good as it could be. So sometimes I, I do like to have a little bit of help with it. So I have it on low as well. Yeah, and that's something that's been around for a long time. The next one's actually completely new, clearance assistance. I think the default is now directional clearances but you can also have classic, which is how it used to be, where everything is assisted on a clearance. Uh, obviously, you have to press the button, but everything else completely assisted. Now with directional, you can actually choose the direction it goes in, everything else still being assisted. So that can be helpful. I know there's too much to say on it other than if you want to perhaps have more successful counterattacks from clearances, that could help. But let's move on to two that I think people will just have on because they're not going to affect them too much, even if they're not using them. Icon switching, when you press in the right stick, you'll get uh, a visual indicator of which players you can switch to by flicking the right stick towards them. Can be helpful, but probably not something people are going to use, as I've talked about before. Player lock is something that you might as well just have on, because even if you're not going to use it, we've talked about it before, it is useful. But even if you don't, I don't think you're going to do it by accident, Tom. Yeah, yeah. if you're going to do that, it's intentional. So yeah, it's fine. Yeah, and then we've got right stick switching which is on player relative. There are some other options there. None of us have any experience with those. Most people don't. They're relatively new. If people want to check them out and enjoy another one, please let us know because it would actually be quite interesting to know. But it tends to be just player relative. That's the default uh, everyone uses. And then we get into a load of settings, which I think have them all on assisted, which I think is quite common. So I've got ground pass assistance, assisted, shot assistance, assisted, cross assistance, cross assistance, assisted, lob pass assistance, assisted. I have sometimes had lob pass assistance on manual because you can do some good dink passes they actually work pretty well this year anyway so i'm not too concerned about that um but yeah what are you doing in terms of those things uh tom uh yeah i have a uh, cross on semi okay um last year was the first year i've ever used uh, assisted because obviously you remember them um r r1 and square or rbnx crosses where they just the driven like, ones. fly yeah. yeah fly to the straight to the player but yeah, semi, semi. I've always loved semi. You can, you have a lot more input. Like the, the problem with semi though is if you're not used to it, is you will actually have to aim it because if you kind of hold, like say, say you're running down the wing, and you you hold the ball. A lot of people will hold the ball towards like the goal or out, out into the crowd to cross it across. You do that with semi, it will actually um, put it mm. into the crowd. So you do have to be careful. But I think if you want to have more control and you can do better crossing, semi is the, is definitely the way to go for that. One. Nice, yeah, yeah. And then Japes, what do you have this on? 
Okay, so I'm on everything for me is on assisted other than crossing, which is on semi. Cool, cool. So same as Tom. And then Richard, what about you? Assisted across the board. Nice, okay. Same as me. Yeah, that makes sense. I think crossing is the main one where there are often differences there, really. Uh, people used to change the ones that are now in the competitive settings and locked to certain things. But, you know, you can't change those now anyway. So really those ones tend to stay the same apart from crossing, as I say. And yeah, it'll be interesting to see whether any of those people tweak over the year and we'll, we'll talk about it. But yeah, let's move on to another one, which is analog sprint. You can have this on or off. And when you have it on, it basically means that the more you press your right trigger, the more sprint you get. Whereas if you have it off, just as soon as you lightly touch it, you're going to be sprinting full speed. And Tom, well, what do you have it on? I guess you probably have it off. Oh, absolutely off. I, I, I just if I want to run, I just want to run full speed kind of thing. You know, I don't really, yeah, I've never really played around with it. My worry is always that I will be throwing goal or something, and I won't be holding it down enough or something like that or whatever. And you know mm. what I mean? So, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Uh, yeah, Richard, what, what do you have this on? Uh, I actually on, but literally, I don't know why I've had it on. I just never changed it. So yeah, I've okay. just put it off now. Yeah, default is on, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, default yeah. is on. Yeah, that yeah. literally shows that I've never adjusted my settings. <laughs> <laughs> and Japes? Analog sprint is on. Oh, nice. So yeah, I mean, potential to get an advantage by putting it off, as Tom was saying, but not necessarily something that you have to do because you could use analog sprint if you wanted to. But anyway, the final one is a big one and that is pass receiver lock. It's late by default, which basically means you get more time with the player passing the ball and you can adjust the pass at the last minute. If you do early, you'll switch to the receiver quicker and be able to adjust the receiver. Generally, I think people tend to go with late on this because you get more control over the pass and that's definitely the case for pro players. I'm assuming that's the case for yourself, Tom. Oh, absolutely late. Yeah, you have to, you have to, in case someone steps in front of your pass or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that makes sense. I'm assuming both of you also have it on late, Richard and Japes. Yes, yeah. Don't late. Great, well, I'll share my controller settings in the supporter Discord, but also on Twitter if people would like to see those, they'll be pretty much identical to Tom's. In fact, I'll, I'll make them identical because they aren't too different anyway, and people can see those. Let's move into what I know is Jape's area of specialism, camera settings. What are your settings, Japes? <laughs> the camera settings I know. So I'm telebroadcast and I play on uh, custom settings with that. So my camera height is 20 and my zoom is zero. So I try to get like as, as high over the top and as zoomed out as possible on telebroadcast. And my reasoning for going with that, I'm assuming will be the same, but the idea is that you get an advantage with telebroadcast because it kind of zooms into the boxes. So you get a bit more detail when you go down each end of the pitch. Whereas with co-op, you're really far out the whole time, which is another option. People often use co-op for the big view of the pitch. But I do like to have a bit more zoom when you get close to the box for a bit more detail there. I mean, I think it's just I'm comfortable on te telebroadcast. And historically, I can't finish on co-op. Right. So I need to be able to finish, Ben. Well, yeah, I mean, this is actually a good point. Basically, if you switch camera settings, you could struggle. I think it's fair to say that the angles and things are, are quite different if you're playing on a different camera setting and there is a big adjustment period there, even though if you are not on carp or telebroadcast, probably is recommended to switch, but it will be a, a bit of a learning experience. Tom, are you using carp? A lot of pros are on carp, but I'm a, I'm a telebroadcast. I think what I gen generally tell people that if you're an attacking player, try telebroadcast, but if you're a, more of a possession, slow build-up player, uh, go with a carp. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you in, in terms of the kind of reasoning behind that. That's also why I've done it. Um, but and, and also Jake's point about shooting 
as well. Like I, I do feel like it helps because of the, the angle you get as, as you go towards yeah. the goal. Yeah, angles are completely different every time you uh, change your camera. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, definitely look out for that if you're changing it. Um, Richard, what about you? Uh, I play on pro camera, so I like to get nice and immersed <laughs> down in the action. Uh, no, I play on um, I play on co-op twenty high zero zoom, so I can uh, see like the forty five yard over the top through balls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and beautiful for time wasting as well because you know you can see yeah. when you're going to get switch into. you and play. Yeah. I can see my fullback on all the time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and talking of time wasting, it is the end of the podcast. We should probably wrap it up and. Uh, a quick plug again for that 24,000 FIFA point giveaway over on the Patreon. If you are a supporter, do head over there, enter that. And if you're not a supporter, fancy it, then do support £3 a month, double the podcast content. As I always say, loads of extra tips and advice, including the supporter Discord too, and all the perks with that at the higher tiers, bit.ly slash pod point 22, or just search for weekly patron. Right. Thank you very much to... Tom Stokes, debutant on the pod. It's been a fantastic debut. Thank you very much for joining us. I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Ah, great stuff. And where can people catch you if they want to find more Tom Stokes? Generally, Twitter or I'm, I stream on Twitch every day. So yeah, uh, okay. Twitch will be uh, hashtag underscore Stokes and Twitter is Stokes FIFA. Perfect. Thank you very much. Great. And as always, thank you very much to Richard. It's been great to have you on as always. Thank you very much. You can find me across all social media at rbuckley98 and uh, back live streaming on Twitch uh, from the 6th of October. Nice. Twitch.tv forward slash rbuckley98. It's been a bigger build up to you streaming on Twitch than there has been to FIFA 22. People have been looking forward <laughs> to that. Um, Japes, thank you very much. As always, any chance of a stream considering your, your love in life with the false nine so much? Uh, perhaps, perhaps <laughs> I might have a, a free weekend or two coming up here. So, uh, if that is the case, then it would be twitch.tv slash airjapesfifa. Um, but otherwise you feel free to tweet me at airjapes, uh, and I will do my best to answer your questions. Perfect. Well, thank you very much listeners for joining us on this one. And of course, to all you supporters out there, keeping the podcast going and to those icon patrons, Dave B, DJ FIFA player, coach Vass, Hugh J, Thomas, Alan G, Alistair, Martin M, Jordan, Matt L, Chris W, Dougie, David S, Liam B, Reese A, Harry P, Sam B, Adam G, Neil P, Jake G, Robbie S, Jake S, Damon H, Zach O, Tom B, Stephen F, Eric T, Christopher R, Jonathan P, Elliot M, Lee A, Paul, Johan P, Dominic, Rob P, Michael, Kraus, Adam A, Sam P, David C, Brian S, Sila P, Mikael L, Andrew C, Anthony R, Jeff B, Stephen M, Roger D, at pace of a tortoise, Stephen C, Andrew C, Dan W, Pobius, Sporkum, Bronco, Matt H, and Savage P. Plus a special thanks to Luke M, Dave B, Nick V, Hugh J, Tom M, Darren W, and Pato Foot for advice and production assistance. At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today. Because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. Before I leave you, though, just one more thing to add. FIFA is a bit like life, really. It has its many ups and its many downs. And if you are having a few more downs 
than ups in real life in these more difficult times, then please don't feel that you're alone or need to struggle on without taking action. If you go to thecalmzone.net, there's loads of resources, advice and support, or even just a chat available to anyone who needs it. If it sounds like it could help you, then head over to thecalmzone.net. And for now, I'll catch you next time. At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today. Because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.